You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, you are tuned in to The Happiness Hub. This is our third episode. Liz and I are in the studio. How are you doing today, Liz? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Kedrin. Uh, how are you? Well, I've had a bit of a funny week this week. Have you? Yeah, I had to go to hospital to have a procedure done and Ooh. I'm feeling a little bit sore and stiff today, oh. but but I'm fine. It, I think the thought of it was worse. You know how we always build up stuff in our head and yeah. then when you go and do it, you go, oh, yeah. was, was that it? <laughs> was that it? <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that's over and done with, so that's occupied because I'm feeling a bit better today. Good, good. Yeah, I know that was uh, playing on your mind somewhat, but mm-hmm. well done on, on getting it done and uh, let's hope it moves forward uh, successfully. Yeah, it's funny because when I went to the hospital the uh, the doctor there was like well well done you've you've done the first part coming here he said I've had two cancellations this morning the chap <laughs> that I was supposed to see before the second time he's cancelled so he's obviously a bit scared of me oh, really? and I says well you do have a bit of a strange job don't you taking fluid <laughs> from people's spines and things like that is a bit of it and he goes well, I never thought about it that way but yes <laughs> but he was a very nice gentleman so yeah I was in good hands it's a thing isn't it about needles but it's, oh. it's it's one of those classic things like you just said once you've done it you actually go oh actually I remember when I built myself up loads because I needed a cortisone injection in my hand and I was physically shaking about it and when he did it it was a big fat needle but when he did it I was like oh that wasn't too bad. And then the relief from the pain, yeah. it was RSI pain that I had years ago. The relief, I thought, oh, for goodness sake, Lizzie, <laughs> pull yourself together, girl. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be a wuss, do you? But, yeah. you know, I'm just a bit queasy with things like that. Now, you have had an exciting week in some respects. Have I? Come on, what's your new toy? Oh, yeah, we talked a little bit about it last week. Yeah, did you see it as you came it's to the car cute. park? It yes. definitely needs Redshift Online <laughs> written across the front of it. This is my new car that I, well, not new, new car that I picked up, but it's a um, new to me car. And is it going to be called Luigi? Luigi, yeah, I think that's sticking at the moment. I know what you want to call it. We're not calling it that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we do need to say why it's called Luigi because it's a very noticeable little car, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's a Fiat 500. Um, so it's Italian and it's uh, white with red uh, stripe down the side and red wing, wing mirrors. My my stepdaughter Hazel says I should call it Mario because it's red, but I prefer Luigi. Ah, yeah, yeah, no, I like Luigi. That's a good one. And it has the perfect colours and the perfect branding for Redshift. So anytime you're ready, we'll slap a little <laughs> yeah, magnetic well, you know, sign you pay on me the side. to advertise it for you and I quite happily do that, drive around. <laughs> yeah. So yes, we've um, had a great week on the whole. I think people have been bit worried about going back into yes, lockdown that's very on lots it's of people's minds lots of people's mm. minds i think some people are not so worried it's a, yeah it's a bit of a mixed bag really personally for me i'm i feel okay about it i feel like we're going into it with um eyes open this mm-hmm. time i look back to to what i was like in march and i was an actual literally a gibbering wreck i was i remember mj my husband coming home from work and you know he just gave me a hug and was like it's it's all right it's a bit weird isn't it said, yeah it's a bit weird and i was crying and i didn't know what to expect whereas oh. now it's right well i'm fine i'm, I'm set up on teams i'm set up on zoom i've got me connections sorted yes. i can work we all know what we're doing now and and there's not that sense of that fear and it's a really good example i think of of how that first time you do something mm-hmm. oh yeah 
you've done it what's the worst that can happen you know what what what's coming so I think for a lot of people we probably are going in a, a, a bit more confidently um I certainly was was in Nantwich yesterday and talking to a lot of the traders they've done so well I work with a lot of the independent traders in Nantwich and there's a real positive positive buzz which is so good to see because obviously for them you know it's their lifeblood coming mm-hmm. up to Christmas so they'll do a huge amount of trade usually this time of year and to be having to close down but again they had to adapt a few months ago by taking their business online mm-hmm. so they're just carrying on with that so please 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 I'm saying this to everybody please think about supporting your independent traders this Christmas. Go online to their sites, look on their Facebook pages. They do Facebook lives. Some of the shops in Nantwich do WhatsApp um, chat. I know Busy Bods on Hospital on yeah, Hospital Street um, will do something on WhatsApp. You can book in and you can show you around the shop and you can look at all the kids' toys. Um, Corinne from Inside Paradise is a fabulous Facebook live every Thursday evening and she'll be doing more during lockdown just to show you all her different products and beautiful Christmas gifts and decorations and things. And it's just so important that we support those independent traders and, and help them keep going and keep, yeah keep absolutely i mean amazon's going to be rubbing its hands together aren't they and i've seen a lot yeah. of stuff on facebook and things saying support uh, your local businesses buy local um i know you posted something on your facebook about how you were going to buy all your christmas presents for yeah. from people that you know that yeah. are doing stuff themselves which is great yeah definitely can't wait to see what you bought me i know well do you know what it's, it's i know it's tricky when you've got probably teenage kids are probably the hardest to buy mm. for in nantwich because just generally labels yeah they probably want certain labels they probably want certain trainers i know i don't think there's anywhere in Antwich where you can buy trainers from i've tried um there's certain things that you probably probably can't buy but there are some amazing shops with with you know different little outlets different concessions and, and different um labels if that's yeah, what you're individual after. things you know something that's a little bit different yeah i, I quite yeah. like that yeah. yeah and of course you've also got gin and wine and, and, <laughs> and special types of beer from our, our you know Rodney Denson's <laughs> and Brookshaw's so yeah. if you're looking for any ideas from Liz and I for uh, Christmas yes right then let's crack on and introduce our guest who's been waiting patiently on the line mm-hmm. are you there Sarah I am <laughs> hello hello Sarah thank you so much for joining us and thank you for being flexible because obviously we uh, we can't have you in the studio and socially distance now so we've got you on the phone uh, tell us a little bit about yourself Sarah Okay, so um, I am a local mummy of two, um, and um, I have recently um, been uh, lucky enough to be able to pursue uh, a a children's story uh, and get that published. Um, So, so yeah, so um, I'm currently working at home uh, at the moment with me and my little laptop, like you say, I've just uh, got my internet sorted and... Uh um, yeah, got got all that on, under wraps now, so I'm I'm well away. Good, uh, learning every day because it's a new new thing that I'm doing. So yeah, it's it's all good. So Sarah, tell us a, a little bit more about your book because it it's being launched next week, isn't it? It is. So um, yeah, it comes out next Friday, the thirteenth, which I'm hoping oh. is going to be. <laughs> I hope it's a good day for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So it actually ties in with uh, World Kindness Day and oh, um, Need as well. Um, so so yeah, it's um, it's a book um, that is based on helping children um, to encourage them to find a way of talking and opening up about uh, their thoughts and feelings. Um, it, it follows a, a little uh, lion cub named Lottie 
um, and she goes on a a journey um, of self belief. She has very um, she has doubts about the way that she looks, um, and she combines in a mum. And then together they they discover that you know um, by by confiding in somebody and, and speaking about the way that she feels, she can start then believing in herself. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it promotes self belief and emotional well being for young children. Oh, that sounds fab. Yeah, I didn't know it was World Kindness Day on yeah. uh, next week. That's so we'll a good have to tip off, tie that in. It's actually um, <laughs> Stress Awareness Week this week as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's yeah. hard to keep up with Can't all these different... Um, oh, it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the book's called The Lion Who Longed for Spots. Is that right, Sarah? It is. Yes, it is. And what sort of age group is it for? Or is it uh, for well, everybody? Well, uh, it's actually... I've been uh, reaching out to uh, primary educators um, and the feedback that I've had from them is that it would work through the whole of primary school. Um, mm. it, it's, a, it's a rhyming story, which is going to um, be good for the younger, so reception um, and key stage one. Uh, but then also some of the vocabulary that's used in it will allow the older children to explore, um, you know, further further um, topics with that as well mm. so yeah it's 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 really for the primary school age children we'll have to get uh, a copy over to Steph won't we we will yeah, yeah. Get, get, we've got a few friends that are teachers and uh, and pe- well parents of young children as well so yeah oh and it would make a fantastic yeah. Christmas present wouldn't as well you just wouldn't it Sarah? From a local independent yeah. trader <laughs> yes yeah a little stocking filler <laughs> So, Sarah, tell us what got you to this point. Why have you decided as a relatively new mum that you wanted to write a book? Has this been in you forever? No, no, not at all. In fact, during school, I was never particularly interested in English. I did okay, but uh, writing, (laughs) I was more, I veered to more like art and design Uh um, growing up and I've got a performing arts background. So, So this is completely new, but just after I became a mum in 2014, I oh I started struggling myself with my own mental health, mm-hmm. um, and I I I'm not afraid now to to say that my thoughts and ideas about becoming a parent uh, and having a newborn baby, um, you know, it, it, it was wonderful. It's something that I'd always knew I wanted to do, but the reality of becoming a parent and a mum um versus your ideas or my ideas it yeah it it kind of held me back a little bit and I was um I was disappointed in myself because of the way that I felt I felt quite low um and I I did struggle I, I loved my newborn I was you know, I was I just loved being with him, but then I I struggled with then it started to escalate. So it would just be I didn't want people to come near us, mm. um, and I struggled with going out, and yeah, it just kind of all escalated mm. um, into something much bigger than what I, I I had this image of what it was supposed to be, and it wasn't a perfect mm. image anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's so much so pressure, right. isn't there, on on particularly yeah. new mums? It's it's not uncommon to feel like that. Mm. No, no, I, and I do, and now I've realised there is no such thing as a perfect mother. Mm. Um, <laughs> there is a million ways to be an amazing mum, a good mum, but there is no no one else, no one out there can say that they are perfect. No. Um, so not. yeah, it's 
it's this writing then came from that really so mm-hmm. I through my own struggles I kind of started finding myself leaning towards doing poetry um, and verses for thank yous for the children's gifts for Christmas birthdays and started writing more and more um, and then a, a family member said to me oh why don't you try and write a children's book and I just dismissed it because I thought, oh, I can't do anything like that. It's just, you know, it's just little old me. It's, it's just become <laughs> like a little hobby type thing. And then I not long had my daughter and uh, she was in the, the crib next to us. And an idea came into my mind during one night when she was quite unsettled. And because she was unsettled, I was then unsettled. So I, I just started writing and wrote this story actually that night, the, the, the first edit of it so yeah yeah it happened like that really goodness me and how long ago was that so my daughter has just turned two um fantastic uh, yeah the manuscript for this is about 18 months old um so yeah so what kind of happened quite recently really yeah and when you wrote it that night when you were trying to settle your daughter were you thinking at that time i'm going to publish this as a book or were you just sort of downloading your brain and like trying to you know just write something for to take your mind off what was going on at the time yeah no it, I never in I never in a million years thought that it would get to this it was just something for me uh almost as an escape but it was something that I could then possibly use with my own children and mm. to read to them you know because for any reason we're struggling and I'd, like I have I'd want them to be able to come and talk to me and to confide mm. in me so and I found that reading is a really powerful way of getting across that message to, to children. Um, it's something that we have loved, loved reading uh, with James and Jemima from from day one, really. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the first children's books. So, and it's, so now James is that bit more older and he's more engaged. He's really taken the stories and the messages and morals from stories in. So. Yeah. It was, but then it, it, it got to this and a, a friend of mine said, you know, you want to send that off and see whether anything comes of it. Mm. Um, and, but I didn't really know where to start. I just was like, oh, gosh, I, d- I don't know anything about it. I don't know where to go with it, really. So, and then, so what, what was, was the change and how did you find a publisher or uh, somebody to help edit it? So through um, a friend of the family, she knew somebody that had self-published a book mm-hmm. and it is a very expensive route to go down. But it can take years to go through a well-known publisher mm. um, and get noticed by that. Um, and through the feedback that I've been getting, I just thought, well, do you know what? If I if I self-publish it, and it, you know, and it, it can be the story can reach a handful of children, it's something there to help them. So I, that's the, what that's what I decided to do. So I came across Team Author UK who are, have been fantastic um, and held my hand through the whole of this process. Um, and they have supported me to, to self-publish. And what's that support sort of look like? So you said, so I sent, sent them in my um, initial manuscript uh, and then my editor you know, came back to me and said, yeah, it's worth pursuing. And then I was put in contact with um, some illustrators and also put in contact with my art director who came up with the, um, the book design uh, the layout and yeah once I'd chosen uh, Holly as my um, illustrator then it was down to left down to her to, to come up with the, the black and white um, initial sketches 
and then the process then followed into colour and then Sarah, another Sarah who's my art director put all of the, the images together to create the book with the text. Crikey so quite a few people involved in, uh, mm. in oh, getting yeah, to this yeah, point. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, fantastic. Now, I know you're going to read us a short extract from the book. Would you like to do that now? Yes, I can. I can. So, the lion who longed for Spot. Uh, there once was a lion named Lottie, and her dream was to become Spotty. She would sit for hours and hours a day, wishing she was different in every way. Lottie was feeling envious as she watched her friends run by. All she longed for was some spots, and it got her asking why. She went across to her mother and let out an extremely deep sigh. Whatever is the matter, my dear, was her mother's reply. Why do I look and feel so plain? I really am feeling so ashamed. I long for my fur to have detail, Lottie went on to explain. The jaguar and cheetahs look so beautiful, but I feel I look boring and terribly dull. Oh, Lottie. I cannot have you thinking in this way. I'm glad you've come over to have your say. Let's go for a walk, dear, and life will seem brighter. Telling me your thoughts may make you feel lighter. There you <laughs> yeah, go. It's nice, great, that, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. I love the way you put the, the poetry into that. That's mm. really, really good. And speaking as an ex-primary school teacher myself, I know how much children just engage. I just remember my favourite, favourite books to go to were the um, the Roald Dahl stories and the anthology of uh, Roald Dahl and also Spike Milligan and all the poetry that, that they produced. The, the kids would just listen to it over and over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. definitely the, um, the kind of stories that are, are well remembered by children. Yeah. Well done, lovely. So, thank you. Where where are you up to now? It's going to be. It's all made. It's all produced, and you're launching it in Amazon. Did you say? Yeah. Next so, week. Um, I have opted to to sell it um, through Amazon for it to, it to be published onto Amazon. Uh, so yeah, it will be available from next Friday, the thirteenth of November, to purchase. Okay. Um, and I, I will be putting. I've got uh, on my social uh, sites, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I will be putting the link to go to take you to direct to purchase the book if, if you know if okay. anybody would like to buy it. Yeah, great. And what is your social media? What how can we find you? Uh, I am at SJ Hudson Author. SJ Hudson Author. We'll we'll include that in the show details so we can all find you, Sarah. Super. Thank you. So, Sarah, tell us. Um, we asked you to think of some top tips. So, thinking back to that time when you were a, a new mum and you were feeling very anxious and, and worried about things, if for mums that might be listening that are in that situation, or maybe even with older children like yourself now, but we're in, we're into another phase of lockdown and dealing with stresses and anxieties of a young family. What would your top tips be? Well, my my thing that I've actually uh, turned to is exercise. If I do not exercise or get half an hour in the fresh air each day, it really affects me. Um, And I find by just getting out, switching off, switching your mobile phone off and just being present with your children and just getting out there. Whether, you know, my son's at school at the moment. So Jemima and I will often just go for a a walk outside um, and just, yeah, just to be able to switch off and enjoy the surroundings. Um, I think it's, this year is is really made me appreciate the the area that we live in. Yeah, definitely. You know, the fact you've got mm. Nantwich Nantwich Lake. Oh, mm. it's just 
you know, walking around there, it, it's such a lovely area mm. to, to go to. Um, so yeah, that's one of one of my go-to things to do is is exercise. I think exercise is a great medicine when it comes to mental health. Mm, I'd agree okay. with that. We are doing a series of workshops with the volunteer group Natwich Buddies, and next week we're doing one around the five ways to wellness to better mental health. And one of them is exercise, get getting out there. And I think sometimes people shy away from it because they think exercise is running a marathon or going to the gym mm. every day, but it doesn't have to be. Exercise is anything that gets your heart rate going. Uh, but <laughs> it, could, it could be, you know, going for a walk, especially this time of yeah. year when yeah. all the the flowers yeah. and the, the trees are changing colour and it's yeah. it's cold, but it's still sunny. It's such a nice yeah. time to be out. I find it a really yeah. invigorating time to be out because of that, because you're looking at a beautiful landscape, but you've got that crisp, fresh mm. coldness around you, but you're all wrapped up nice and warm. So, yeah, to me, it's a it's a lovely recipe for being mindful and, and enjoying and doing some exercise. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's good for the kids as well, isn't it? Getting the, getting you know, with the children and encouraging them and their physical well-being is, is just as important as their mental well-being oh, yes. and, and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it all, it's a, if you get yourself into this circle, uh, a vicious circle of, you know, of not feeling you're able to do anything, mm. it's just about stepping yourself out of that comfort zone a little bit mm-hmm. and just put your boots on, put your wellies on or, you know, and just get out there and, and 10 minutes in the fresh air, it, it just makes the world a difference. Mm. Definitely. And hopefully, I mean, we, we, we were lucky with the weather of the first phase of lockdown and, and of course now we're going into winter, but at the moment it is lovely out there and, and do urge people to get out and, you know, go and listen to this podcast in your earphones or, or as soon as you finish listening to this, go outside. And even if you just go and walk around your garden, if, you, if you've got a garden or, or if you haven't, then try and get outside like you suggest. Um, even opening windows, I find, I sit sometimes, I shouldn't tell my husband this, I sometimes sit because I sit next to the, the radiator runs next to me. So where my office is set up at home, I've got the radiator literally welded to my leg pretty much, but I've got the window wide open. Yeah. <laughs> feel like the Hopefully fresh air. MJ is not listening into this. He'll but, tell me off. But the other thing that I thought uh, as well is, that um mind the national charity do like a uh, a kind of wellness box that you can sign up for if you give a regular donation and they they send you a little box of lots of tips and things to do and one of them was like if you're unfortunate enough not to have a garden bringing the outside in mm. so just getting some greenery in the house i mean i'm I'm not very good at keeping house plants. They tend to die. Even cactuses, I've managed to kill those. <laughs> but if you could bring like some flat, you know, plants and things into the home, it just makes you feel a little bit better. Just have yeah. like a little corner. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, I completely agree. And actually Morrison's are doing some really nice little, um, just the small green house plants. So two quid each. And I bought four of them the other day, just on a whim. But just nice to look at. Because mm. like you say, it's greenery in, um, in the house. So thank you very much indeed, Sarah. We we launched our podcast a couple of weeks ago and we've started doing little homework um, things, challenges, homework challenges each each episode. So we're just going to quickly have a chat about those and then we're going to ask you to, uh, we're going to link our, our next piece of homework into you. So stay on the line for a little bit longer. Kedrin, what was our homework and did you do it? <laughs> well, our homework <laughs> last week was um, to do some journaling or writing about a situation that we maybe we were a little bit stuck with. So whether you you were knocked off with somebody and you, you couldn't actually tell them to his face and it's something that's been bothering you for a while and you don't know what to do with it, just get it, write it down. Um, so that was our homework. 
I I must confess I haven't done it last week, but I have done it before. So I, um, it was part of my training to be a counsellor. We have uh, residentials that we go on where we spend doing all these self-awareness exercises. And one of them was to uh, pick somebody that, uh, whether they were alive or dead, it could be um, somebody that's passed away and you haven't got a chance to say anything, mm-hmm. that you, everything you wanted to, um, and write a letter to them and not send it to them. It's just something that, you know, that you feel like you couldn't get out to say to face to face or you're worried about the consequences of having that conversation might have have or you you know that you won't get the response that you want because you've tried before or if it's like I say someone that's passed away and you wanted to you know say all those things that you never got a chance to so yeah I I did that and I have to say after doing it I did feel like a, a weight had been lifted um, and I've not, not gone back to revisit. No, I think I did. I revisited it once and read through it. But I did feel like it was it, it was a good process to do mm, that. Yeah, yeah. Have you had any experience of, of that, Sarah? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I have. Um, I have had several experiences. I don't know whether I've ever written down how I feel, though. So I think that would be something for me to take on board. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I, I do think that you you are going to go through life and you are going to find things that do frustrate you. So mm-hmm. it's a good way of uh, dealing with it, definitely. Yeah, I think I, I will hold my hands up and say I haven't done my homework. But I have to say also, I haven't <laughs> got anybody to, I haven't got any major things going on at the moment, at this moment in time, that I feel the need to do this. But I did do this process about probably getting on for about 18 months ago now with uh, somebody who, uh, a member of my family, who I was really feeling very, very angry and frustrated about and I wrote a letter to him with the full intention of sending it but for whatever reason I decided not to send it and I haven't destroyed it which was part of the homework we set was to destroy it but Mm. actually I think that just by keeping it and like you you said a minute ago Kez referring back to it time is a healer Mm -hmm. definitely and even now looking back at that letter a few weeks ago I found it while I was having a clear out I thought you know I don't that pain and that anger that I felt you know a couple of years ago doesn't feel as strong I'm still frustrated I still don't particularly want to see this particular person but I don't feel like it's 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 not bringing me down it's not making me feel angry and, and annoyed and frustrated so I do think there's there's absolute benefit in writing these things and perhaps one day maybe five years time 10 years time maybe in six weeks time I might look at that letter and go right do you know what I can throw that away now and it's it's dealt with in my head and I don't really care that he's never going to know what I think of him because I'm not bothered and that's for me I feel yeah that's quite empowering for me really mm-hmm. so our homework for this week Kedrin uh in in light of well we actually had an author on last week as well which is where the, writing the letter came from yeah. so in in light of our, our guest uh, uh Sarah talking about her book uh, what's our homework this week? Well, did we say we to go away and write a story or think about everybody? They, there's that saying, isn't there? That there's everybody's got a book in them. <laughs> yeah. No, case. Can I just correct you? We yeah. did not say we we're going to go away and write a story. I'm not going to write a story in a week. <laughs> we're going to go away and we're going to think about a title for a story. <laughs> Good grief. I'm ahead of myself there a bit, aren't I? <laughs> maybe next week we'll write the first episode or the first chapter but no we're not going to write a whole book in a week that could be a short story yeah so, so think about like 
what uh, what we would w- want to write about. Yes. Because they say everybody's got a book in yes. them. <laughs> Maybe not write it in a week, yeah. Definitely, yeah. No, I've I've had ideas <laughs> for books over my time and I've I've even from time to time written little ideas down but but never done anything about it. Never even thought I'd have the time to. But talking to you, Sarah, uh, and certainly talking to, to Mark and other authors that I've interviewed over the years, I think, oh, it's quite inspiring. It yeah. is pretty inspiring to actually get that from your head and from that little nugget of an idea into something that's printed. You've got an illustrator. It's been purchased. You know, that's that's pretty cool. So, yeah, well done you. I just I just wanted to touch on something else, Sarah, that you said as well, because I've never really thought about it this way, which seems silly when when you hear it. But what you said about writing a book, in particular your book, to help um, children, you know, realize that they can speak to somebody and to maybe change those negative uh, thoughts that they have about their appearance into positive ones but how powerful uh, reading a book can be to help you with you know your own perceptions of yourself or of life because last week when we talked to Mark we said sometimes when you get stuck and you feel like that you're the only one and you might have felt like this when you had your first child nobody else feels like this I shouldn't be feeling like that that's that's that whole internal struggle that you have but uh, has there been like any books that you've read that have really spoken to you and that that have helped you during your your journey um I have actually been reading some self-help books if Mm. I'm I'm totally honest um they have been about parenting um, and parenting techniques. Um, my sister went to um, university and she she came across it during her speech. She's a speech and language therapist and she pointed me in the direction of it. Um, and it is um, a book called How to Talk to Kids So They Will Listen and Listen So They Will Talk. I don't know whether you've come across oh, that one before. Okay. That's a good, good title. Um it? Yeah, they, they, there's a few of them, and it goes through um, about. There's another one um, I'm going to be reading about sibling rivalry, and then it's about teenagers. And uh, uh, well, I'm not. I'm a few years away from that, so I think I've got a bit of time to read that one. Yeah, um, but it's really helped me with strategies of, you know, instead of shutting shutting their feelings down. You know, they they are little humans. They they have got feelings. Um, and instead of you know and, and saying oh it, it'll be fine and, and brushing across it, mm. you you allow them the time to explore and mm. explain and acknowledge explain it as well. to you. Mm. Yes, yeah. Um, and that book has really helped me with with thinking of um, different ways of doing it, um, thinking outside of the box. So I've really enjoyed reading reading that. Um, and looking forward to the rest in that series as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Really useful, yeah. um, I think when you write your show notes up for us, Sarah, drop that on there and we'll we'll include that in the show notes, the name to that book yep, as well. Perfect. And then uh, yep. pop those over to us and we'll uh, get it all added together for the podcast. So we'll yep. get it launched That's ahead fine. of your ahead of your book launch. So one last reminder of people, how can they get in touch with you and how can they find your book? So I am on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. It's <laughs> keeping me very busy this social media. Yeah, um, and um, I, you can find me under at SJ Hudson Author. The book link um, to buy the book will be available. I'm going to post it next week uh, on the Friday morning when, when the book goes live. Um, so it will be on there and that will take you to the Amazon page to, to purchase to purchase that. So. Yes, hopefully, fingers crossed, it will be able to help um, some children Mm. um, out there. 
Yeah, good luck with the book launch. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Sarah. So, Kedders, plans for this week? Any? I've bought you a book. Oh, my word, I've just remembered I've bought you a book. You bought me a book? I love books. I know you do, and I've left it at home. Have you? Oh, man. Are you going to tell me what it is or leave it for a surprise? It's it's to do with the podcast. <laughs> it's to do with happiness. It's great. It's a great oh, book. Oh, right. So okay. I'll, uh, I might nip home and get it for you um, or might pop in the post to you. Um, so, yeah, I've just remembered that anyway. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to report well, on? Well, uh, just, just to say about books as well is that um, similar to Sarah, I've, I've gone through and I've started reading a lot of self-help books and there's so many different ones out there. Uh, but there's a lady called Brené Brown, which I can chops on for ages about. Maybe we do a whole a podcast, but she's written a lot of books and it's not so much help, self-help in a, uh, telling you what to do. It's more about her kind of experiences and you take from that what you will. Mm. But also I have um, a friend who is on uh, Facebook and he does the most amazing Facebook posts and it's just about his muses and things that he's thinking of and I always thought of him as being a very confident person and um, someone I always felt a little bit nervous around talking to because I kind of think he's quite intelligent as well but he posted <laughs> he posts some stuff on there and I was he was talking about the fact that he'd never had children and we've had that conversation as well um, and when we were talking to Sarah about her experiences um, but he said because he's never had children he still feels like he's a teenager in a 40-something body <laughs> and that everybody else has more authority over him. And I was like, I never thought he felt like that, but that's how I feel like yeah, that's sometimes. that's quite bizarre. I, do, I sometimes feel like I'm, yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm still younger than, like... Yeah, my sister, who's a mum, I feel like she's got much more authority over me. (laughs) (laughs) But you kind of label it, don't you? People, uh, you you just think, well, they're obviously a lot more experienced in life and things. And yeah, I I just thought that was an interesting observation. Mm. Yes, my observation this week was watching a newsread and thought, goodness me, you're like 20 years younger than me. And I suddenly felt very old because newsreaders always used to be old when I was a child. That's an indication, isn't it? When you start seeing people on the news and TV that are younger than you. Yeah. Now then, we've got the buddies. Must give the Nantwich buddies a bit of a mention. Keds and I are the uh, volunteer coordinators for the fantastic team of buddies that look after lots and lots of vulnerable people in our community. We launched in March in, well, as soon as lockdown started, we we got it going. So we're helping people with uh, shopping, prescription collecting, befriending, anything like that. If you need the help of a buddy, they're all volunteers and we can come out and support you if you live in the Nantwich or Acton area. You do need to phone the Cheshire's People Helping People line to to register your 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 request for support. And that number is 0300 123 And if you would like to register on behalf of somebody, maybe we've had quite a few calls of late where where the sons and daughters of older people that they, they don't actually live in the area we've had somebody today messages who lives outside of the uk and is just worried that her mum is not necessarily getting any help from from people around her so we've uh, we've been asked to just go and do a bit of shopping and, and order some food and things for her so if you need that sort of help if you know someone that needs that help please do get in touch with us nantwichbuddies.org is our website you can get all the contact details and uh, we will help you wherever we can mm. I just want to add to that as well that we've been doing these regular workshops on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock for the buddies or anybody who's volunteering in Cheshire East so last week we had Mark which 
Um, he talked about the creative writing process and gave people exercises, which is great. Um, this week we had led, Annie Taylor, oh, Annie Taylor um, who was being the best, be your best. Uh, so helping our volunteers think about when they're out and about helping somebody, how you can, you know, build yourself up and make sure that you're you're there to listen to them and they get the best experience and you get the best experience. And next week I am going to be doing the five uh, steps to mental well-being. So I, I touched on it briefly, but if you wanted to join us, you can find us on Eventbrite and we, the link on the website to join up to that to get some more top tips about how to look after your mental health. Brilliant stuff. Thank mm. you very much. And that's going to be a good one, isn't it, Kedrin? It is, yeah. I better think about doing one myself as well. Yeah. I haven't quite thought of what it will be yet. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Sarah, thank you very, very much indeed. Very best of luck with your book launch. And I do hope that we can have you back in with your next book, your whole series of books. And when we're out of lockdown, we can we can thumb our way through the beautiful illustrations and, and have a read of the book ourselves as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. No problem at all. Take care now. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin, and me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved, and be happy.